How Happy Couples Argue, an illustration of two people arguing, illustration by Matteo Giuseppe Pani, source Getty. Click here to read and share this article on the web. You're at home on a work night. Your partner had a brutal day and needs to vent. My boss was a jerk, your partner says, and I feel like none of my colleagues like me. I have an idea, you res, pond. Maybe you should organize a happy hour to clear the air. You're not listening. My boss is just a jerk, plain and simple. I've tried being nice and it's impossible with her. Nobody in the office gets this kind of treatment. I hear you. I'm just trying to help. And if you organize that happy hour, you might... Stop trying to help me fix the problem and please just list end to me, your partner says. And now it's your turn to get upset. Because you are listening, you think, to every word. Isn't that what good partners do? And somehow, all you've done is start a fight. In his new book, Super Communicators, the journalist Charles Duhigg writes that one of the most common sources of conflicts in relationships is when partners don't agree on the type of C conversation they're having. Some conversations are practical. Let's solve a problem together. Others are emotional. Let's talk about and understand our feelings. Many fights mistake practical for emotional conversations, and vice versa. In the above scenario, the first partner wanted to share her emotions and have them confirmed and validated. The second partner skipped right over the emotional part and moved immediately to drawing up a list of solutions. The resulting conflict wasn't about a lack of love or care. The second partner simply didn't have the perspective to stand back and see the shape of the conversation. This isn't a problem-solving brainstorm. This is event session. One might assume that the best conversationalists are the quickest with words, or the most talented at constructing arguments, or the most clever at asking questions to glean novel information. But Duhigg says, none of that is really core to the art of hard conversations in relationships. Far more important is knowing the difference between an emotional exchange and a practical one. In the 197, Zeros, a group of psychologists from across the country, wanted to understand how married people navigate conflicts. Known as the Love Shrinks, they videotaped interviews of husbands and wives talking about practically everything chores, kids, friends, sex. The videos captured more than 1,000 arguments. When the psychologists coded the data, two things became obvious. First, all couples FVO, ite. Second, Fights have wildly different effects on different couples. The psychologists wanted to understand why. For some couples, fights are a poison that destroys their relationship dose by dose, whereas for others, fights are more like a physical therapy session, painful in the moment but strengthening bonds over time. While writing Super Communicators, Duhigg spoke with several of Tilgilski Love Shrinks and read the fight transcripts. Duhigg told me on an episode of my podcast, Plain English, that despite the psychologist's expertise, all of their initial hypotheses about fighting were wrong. The first hypothesis was that happy and unhappy couples fight about different things. Perhaps, they assumed, unhappy people fight over the big stuff, money, health, substance abuse, say, and happy couples merely squabble over trivial items. You never put the broom back. That won't leave a dent. That hypothesis was wrong. If you and your partner have fights over weighty topics, such as responsibility, money, and child-rearing, have no fear. So does everyone else. Hypothesis number two. Happy couples are just more resilient. 
Maybe good couples are just better at forgiving a hat. Forgetting. Wrong again, Duhigg said. In fact, the researchers found that many happy couples were terrible at forgiving and forgetting. They had the same fight over and over again, like Sisyphus pushing the same boulder up the same hill. But heeding the advice of Camus, these Sisyphean couples still imagined themselves as happy. The key, Duhigg writes, isn't that happy couples fi tea over the right things. Happy couples fight in the right way. What they found was that in bad conversations and bad fights, both people in the relationship were trying to control each other, Duhigg said. This can take the form of you need to statements, you need to stop talking, and you need to stop working so much. Well, you need to work more. Well, you need to talk to me more. We would, you need to listen to me more. 